Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And then you'll find out in 28 minutes what Kevin Stefanski has to say about yesterday's 39-17 to 17 loss to the Miami Dolphins. He's Jeff Phelps. I'm Andy Baskin. Uh, it is a Browns Therapy Monday, and this is what we do. We sit here on Mondays. We are. This is a huge tradition. I've told you I've been asked aren't about you, this on other shows. Are you tired of it? Um, you know, no, I'm not tired. I'm because tired of the, the tenor of, the, of these Mondays because most of them have been bad? following loss. Yeah. Yeah, well. You know, I, I, when you had what I don't know, thirty-one Monday. losses in two seasons there. That I want you know, celebration Monday. Okay, well, we had one. We were lucky enough to have a celebration Tuesday. We, we, this is why we can't have nice things. You don't appreciate it when we get it the one time, right? I guess you're right. Calm down, Italy, 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 Italy. They did their best, shoddily, Italy, Italy, Italy. Gotta be nice, hostility, Italy, Italy, Italy. Oh, hell, Italy, ding dong, crap! Can't you morons do anything right? Yeah, nice. basically that's how you felt yesterday when you were watching the game. Hard I mean, to argue. It's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. But this is why we're here on Mondays. We're here for you. And uh, I hope you're enjoying your lunch hour because we're here to try to make it a little bit better, even though we're still frustrated from yesterday. I, I just Like, I wake up after a game like yesterday, and I just am like, Ugh. I don't know. Maybe this is just inherent or, or hereditary. Maybe that's it. Because it's been handed down from tradition to tradition. My dad... Felt the same way. I'm sure my grandfather probably felt the same way on Mondays after the Browns lost. Except for some reason, they must have had a much happier life because the Browns actually may have won a little bit during their lifetime. I think about the majority of my lifetime, the Browns have not been winning. Why couldn't I have been been born before the Super Bowl? What was it like then, I wonder? I asked myself that. Jeff, you were too young to remember that, right? That is correct. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Thanks. I appreciate it. You didn't even get a little taste of that when you were a kid? No, No. I remember... The first Super Bowl. I do not remember Browns football before a Super Bowl. Ugh. It's like the first memory I have from my childhood was like the first Super Bowl. I remember when. That's I, I don't want to be that. Remember a little black and white TV? Yeah. You could me- see it on oh. NBC or CBS. We'd huddle around the radio to listen to Jim Grainer, right? Remember those days? I don't because I was too young for that. 
Now I am. I, but I just I wonder what it was like. I like I, I know what it was like during the Bernie years. I know what it was like during Brian Sipe. And then I feel for everybody that's born in the second generation of Browns fans uh, that didn't exist, you know, before '99. Thank you for listening to this program. Stay tuned. Only the shadow knows. Next, right here on Basket and Phelps. Eric is in Akron. Hi, Eric. Eric. Hey, good morning, fellas. I guess you? it's afternoon now. Yeah, it is. That's all right. <laughs> so, so I want to use a movie quote on you. Uh, I'm sure you guys seen the movie Remember the Titans, right? Yeah, we've only had to dump one movie quote today, and it was from Home Alone. Okay. So well, keep going. This one I don't believe you'll have to dump. There's a line. Well, we didn't dump it. So. Um, from the linebacker that said, uh, "Attitude reflects leadership, sir." And uh, that's kind of where I'm at on this Browns team. Like. I mean, I agree with uh, what Jeff said. You know, Stefanski, I mean, he's a hell of an offensive coordinator, but he has more responsibilities than that. And Andrew Barry, I I don't know. I mean, maybe Watson's great. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But what I do know is his draft picks are mediocre at best. It looks like right now that Dorsey brought in all the talent. I, I'm just I'm just kind of over it all. And what I don't want to see happen is we go into next season. I don't want to dump Stefanski in the whole lot right now, I, preferably after the season. But um, we go into next season, and all of a sudden we're staring down the barrel of a whatever start. Man, Deshaun Watson could really mess this whole thing up. He could just say, the heck with it. I don't want to do this anymore. And what do we got? I mean, he has an NBA contract. I, I'm really worried, really, really worried. And I was hoping this would work better than it did, and it didn't. And I don't – like, I'm just kind of sitting here lost. Well, I just don't know if we know if it works or not for Deshaun Watson. I mean, that, I, and we're, you know, we're fearing something we haven't seen yet. Now, I think we've been Browns fans long enough to put up our shield like Captain America and wait for the bullets to start flying at us. I think that's – you know, we're all kind of have like, oh, boy, I don't know what's coming. Uh-oh, we better look out. We better take care of ourselves, put the – put the shield up around us, but I mean, you do have to give Deshaun Watson, you know, I, I mean, we're going to have to sit back and see what happens. I just, at this point, man, they paid a big price for him. And I just don't like when you have a game like yesterday, you're wondering, and I'm sure we're on the same page then, Eric. It's just like, I hope this whole thing was worth it. I hope it was worth it. Right. right. I, I, yeah. I hope, I hope Deshaun comes out firing. We go six and oh, and we have a little bit of optimism going into next year. I just, like I said, I mean, if he plays like 2020, he's a remarkable quarterback. Um, he's really good. But that's you're right. That, that, that's a, that's a heck of an if. <laughs> gotcha. And especially with especially with our team as is, and even even all of that, he can't play defense. So uh, anyway, uh, I feel it. I feel it, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Let's Thanks, go to um, let's go to Stephen. Stephen, how are you? Very good. How are you, gentlemen? This good, Stephen. Where are you right now, Colin? Where are you calling from? Uh, Perry Heights. Perry Heights. Okay. Yeah. Just outside and, of Perry. Uh, uh, no, it's out here uh, in, by Maslin, between Maslin and Canton. Ah, okay. Oh, that's okay. Perry. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, what I wanted to say was, well, first of all, uh, the first game I went to was the '64 World Championship, and I've been following the Browns since '63, and I've seen everything. Believe me. 
And uh, I was talking with my grief counselor, a very smart psychologist that was here the other day, yesterday. And she said that, uh, excuse me, that uh, the Browns have a big problem with the coaching as far as uh, these kids, I call them because I'm old and I'm a Vietnam vet. Uh, these kids, uh, they look up to their coaches. They're brought up that way all through high school and college. They, they, they get their key, they get their, their clues from the coaches, they get everything from them. And if you've got a coach that doesn't show emotion, you're going to have players that don't play with emotion. And this psychologist lady is very smart, said she, she read a paper that another uh, student did for her for doctor's thesis, doctor's thesis. And what it was about was this, football players and, and the relationship with their coaches. And 90% of the time, they're going to adapt whatever the coach is. And that's just something they don't even realize they're doing. Hmm. And I think we want players that play with emotion. Now, I really, really like Coach Stefanski. I really, really do. But he's a mind of a football brain. I'm not so sure that he has the personality to guide a team to the Super Bowl. And the reason I say that, actually, we were talking about it, me and the doctor, and she said that uh, she's concerned that possibly uh, – Deshaun Watson might actually lose some of his uh, playing ability by adopt, adapting a an emotion free game. Hmm. Uh, so Sounds I, like this I'm doctor needs to be hired that. by the Browns. Yeah, <laughs> is she available in Berea right now? Could she make a road trip? <laughs> Pardon? We're wondering if she is available for the Browns to use her right now. The doctor you're talking to. It sounds like. You got some good advice. I mean, you got some real therapy there. That's awesome stuff. Um, Stephen, thank you for your service. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you for having me. You have a great day now. You too. Take care, Stephen. Yeah, it, it is interesting. One of the points that he brought up, and I think we've talked about this before, um, you know, the influence of a coach on a player is that just talk to somebody who's maybe in their 20s, eh, maybe the 30s, Jeff, you know, once late 20s, 30s, 40s, and ask them if they can – name off all their teachers that they had as a kid, and then go back and ask them if they were athletes, ask them if they can name off their uh, – rattle off their coaches' names. And sometimes the coaches – I mean, that that's a, the impact that a coach has. Dan, you spend more time with a coach. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think about how much time I've spent with you. That's scary. I try not to think about it. I try not to do that, too. Okay, Cool Ray's in Bedford. Hello, Cool Ray. Cool Ray. Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys feeling? Uh, it's a Bronze Therapy Monday, my friend. Oh, yeah. Now, I see, I'm like you. I remember the Brian Sipes, you know, the Bernie Kosar moving forward. So, you remember back in the day, there was a TV show. It was uh, the Underdog Show. And oh, Underdog. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. Yeah. And remember they had a little character on there called uh, Peabody in the Wayback Machine? Oh, yeah. yeah I remember Peabody that. and Sherman. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. They had so a movie was, a couple years ago. So, here we go. This is exactly what we're looking at. How many times you got – we have given Stefanski credit for the COVID playoff run. But every year after that, he's gotten worse and worse and worse. We've seen this with multiple coaches. And then yesterday, I was trying to figure out what am I looking at as a team, and it just hit me. Can either one of you guys tell me the last time you heard somebody say the Browns were dominant on offense and dominant on defense? They're, they're more of a technical team. 
he's going to get up there and say, well, we got to do better, and the guys don't make their – guys don't hold their assignments and don't try to do too much. That's a technical coach talking, which means if he thinks that if a guy bull rush and don't worry about that, just do – he's – the Browns play so technical and so soft, I don't believe that they want to play for him anymore. And if for, a, for anybody to come on here and say Deshaun Watson can, can blow this up, how bad is we looking at now? We three and six with all this talent. You have to. There is no. If it was any other coach, we'd be talking about getting rid of him, bringing somebody in. We owe Deshaun Watson. We owe the other players the opportunity to win, not to continue to lose and keep blaming on the players. Corey, thank you. Good stuff. Thank you, Corey. All right. I, you know, it just something doesn't feel right. I just kind of feel like that's where we're at right now. That something doesn't feel right. And it's just, you know, it, well, it's, and, it's and, you been know, discombobulated said, all year. You know, I thought and, against Cincinnati, they handled all three facets of the game. Like, that was a good game. That was just, it was fun to watch. It was, you know, exciting. And it was like, you know, we had annoying. talked yesterday. Cincinnati was? Yeah, you know why? Because we saw the potential? Yep. Yeah. It, it put me in a real optimistic frame of mind. But I will say it, it made me a little aggravated that night. Because I just thought, well, where was this the last four games? I thought the same thing. Although, you know, somebody, a caller brought that up, and Tyvis Paul is going to be with us at 1 o'clock. Why were they having fun against Cincinnati? My, that, like, what's the difference? Is Miami that much of a better team than Cincinnati? No. Which team went to the Super Bowl last year? Well, that's last year. This yeah, is I know. This year. I, don't, I, I think about that because I, that, I thought – I was thinking about that today because he brought that up. I don't know if he brought it up in the postgame show too, but he said, again, Cincinnati, that defense looked like they were having fun. And I think it would just kind of spur not each other to make each other play a little bit better, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. And we didn't see that yesterday. And it was, yeah. I think that's, again, they weren't competitive. That's like, I think that's one of the worst things you can say about a team. They weren't competitive today. No, they, and you don't ever want to be in that yeah, spot. They weren't in that game. You could feel it from, like, mid-second quarter on. All right, Kevin Stefanski uh, coming up here shortly from Berea. We'll have his press conference 1 o'clock, as I said. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tyvis Paul from the Browns Radio Network. It is a Browns Therapy Monday. The Browns fall to the Miami Dolphins yesterday. 39-17. We'll look ahead a little bit later in the week because... uh, the Bills had a super interesting game yesterday against Minnesota, and we'll, we'll talk about that at some point because today we want to give you the opportunity to get it off your chest, anything you feel about yesterday's game, and talk as much as you need to. 
Don't forget when Kevin speaks, press conferences are brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. Again, Kevin Stefanski's press conference coming up here shortly. Could be in the next five minutes. Um, let's take a couple more phone calls. I want to hear what you have to say today. Uh, you've heard what Jeff and I have had to say for most of the day. So, uh, Jim is in Geneva. Hello, Jim. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Good. Jim. How are you? Uh, I, first of all, I think we're going to have to get rid of our dogs moniker. Because uh, okay. there is not one dog on that defense. There is not one guy that you would go to war with. There is not one guy who plays every play like it's his last. I don't care what anyone says. You watch that defense, and guys are just going through the motions. It's like they, they have talent, but nobody really wants to play the game. Did it feel like yesterday was worse than other games, though? No. It, 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 it's rinse and repeat every single week. It, it, they have certain they, they you know flashes of playing good, but there's zero consistency with that defense. Yeah, you kind of are waiting. Miles is the biggest one, takes more plays off than half the team. Who was that? Say that again. I'm sorry. I talked over you. Miles Garrett. Miles, okay. I mean, he he seems like the best guy on the field, and then all of a sudden you don't see him for a three-series. It's sad. It really is. It is interesting. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Jim is in Geneva. Thanks, man. I don't know. You agree with that, Jeff? You know what? You want want to see guys who go out and dominate all the time. You know, like when Aaron Donald's on a football field, you, you always know he's on the football field. I think Miles is one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. I do. Are we wrong in wanting him to be a dominant force every play he's on the football field? I don't know. I, I And I know I, I feel that way. I Jim just felt that way. I think everybody feels that way. Oftentimes, Andy, the best guys catch the most grief if they don't play yeah, if you don't at, see at big that numbers. Superman level all the time. Yeah. I, all that said... And I'll take Miles on my team every day of the week. Every day. And I, I will say I don't think I don't think we're seeing the best of Miles because he has, he has some defensive tackles playing next to him who just aren't commanding a whole lot of attention. You know? Yeah, I, I, and, and that all ties together, Andy. It really does. I, I know this isn't fair because it's college versus pro. Um so should I just stop right there? Yes, it's hey, not, but go. it's not it's not the the talent versus talent or talent versus lack of talent. It's more the 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 standout player. Like uh, like I uh, okay, I know you're gonna get mad at me, but I mean, look what Jim Knowles has done in Ohio State for that defense. Again, you can sit here and go, "Oh, they played Indiana this week." I get it, and I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I I'm not Indiana it, is not on the Browns' schedule. No, or no team like Indiana. No, and, and I, again, I know it's not fair, but it's just if, if you watch their defense, I think you're hoping for this at the pro level, and I don't know that it happens. Like, every week they've got somebody different that steps up and becomes, like, a major player when you're watching them play defense. And, and again, I know it's different. I totally get it. But it's more the the – it's the – you know, it's like you want a Bosa out there at the professional level that's going to stand out and say, man, I can't believe what Bosa did. I can't like like I don't ever feel like you know sometimes we've had it with Miles but I, I just don't ever feel like somebody's like jumping off the page on defense once a week to just kind of guide and lead this defense you know and, and so I was talking about Ohio State like uh, uh, JTT had a great game a couple weeks ago um, Steel Chambers has played really well this weekend uh, Lathan Ransom had a great game uh, Tommy Eichenberg from St Ignatius is always a standout every week and it's like. 
you're you're constantly calling Jack Sawyer was another guy this past weekend. Again, I know it's Indiana. I know it's college. I get it. It's just more that philosophy that some teams in the NFL do have when you have a standout player on defense and or two players or three and nobody jumps off the page week to week on defense for us. Now, is that because other teams are so smart in the NFL that they're double or triple or or they know who to pick on? Maybe that's why. And maybe I'm just living in fantasy land there, but I'm just looking for a psychological leader. Does that make sense? Ohio State yeah. seems to have one every week, and I know it's college, and I don't know why it can't be true for the Browns, especially with the investment that they put into this team. You know, one thing I in watching Miami, they're they're big on their offensive and defensive lines, and I just kept and, and you didn't see his impact in the game a ton yesterday, right? But the Browns didn't run the ball very well, correct? And the and Nick Chubb had the touchdown run, but the running game wasn't there, and game script had something to do with that. But the Dolphins drafted nose tackle Raquan Davis a couple of years ago in the second round. He's 6'7", 335 pounds, and he was at Alabama. You know you're going to get a guy you put in the middle of your defensive line. He's their nose tackle. They play 3-4. And you know he's going to clog things up. Well, it worked yesterday. And, you know, it's not like he made incredible plays, but his buddy Christian Wilkins did at defensive end. And that's, you know, that might be part of the miles factor. And get a get a couple of guys in there at defensive tackle where we all thought all year, it's like, man, you need some defensive tackles who are going to clog things up. That frees up your playmakers on the defensive end spots to go do some things. And I, I just, I was mesmerized by the idea of Davis just clogging up the middle. And if he did, well, we saw the results. If he didn't, well, something else did because it it certainly looked like he was doing a great job in there and occupying bodies. Uh, but, let's uh, but that's an, an investment, Andy, that they made yeah. in defensive tackle. Uh, just, just, just so you know, if Kevin Stefanski starts talking, we're going to break away from your phone call. Rick is in Seven Hills. Hi, Rick. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Good. I have a hunch what's going on here. Well, I'm listening. So, Go. Have you ever heard of a player talk about the coach the way Tua talked about the help and the effect that the coach had on improving his game this year? Has anybody on the Browns team ever talked about Stefanski that way? I, I, I didn't hear the specific Stefan- quotes. I know, I know a lot of the, the players are high on Kevin, but I, Mike, Mike McDaniel's the hot guy right now. There's no question, Rick, and Tua's the hot quarterback. Yeah. So, man, that thing's really working. So, so, but what I think's happening is Stefanski is tied up in a bubble with his play card. When play, when things go awry, he's he's scanning his card. He's but he, the team is in a separate bubble, and I don't believe, based on the way that quarterback talked about his coach, that Stefanski has that kind of replace relationship with his players. I think they exist in their bubble, and and yeah, they're all professional and good, but the bubbles are not connecting. He's not teaching he's not touching he's not coaching he's 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 offense coordinating he's not i think the bulk the, that he's in his uh lab car his 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 his, his uh, game card and the players are in theirs and and they're all doing the best they can but they just don't seem to be together that's all thank you appreciate the phone call Thanks, rick and seven Thanks. hills thank you browns rick. therapy monday uh we are standing by for kevin stefanski who is scheduled to speak here in Berea, um, let's take one more. So, again, if we might have to cut you off. Uh, Billy's in Lakewood. Hi, Billy. 
Yeah, I, uh, I'll be quick here because I know we don't have much time. This is glaringly obvious to me. Uh, the, the problem is Haslam. You know, we can talk about the coach. We can talk about the play calling. We can talk about the GM. We can talk about drafts. But ultimately, all decisions roll up to Haslam. Uh, I mean, we can just look at his resume and all the bad decisions that he's made, whether it's Mike Holmgren, the Watson contract, the analytics, Kitchens as head coach, uh, Manziel, the list goes, Hugh Jackson, the list goes on and on. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to change. I mean, somebody that makes bad decisions is going to continue to make bad decisions. And, yeah, he's going to get lucky and make some good decisions here and there, and we're going to see glimpses of, of luck and short stints of success. But ultimately, we're never going to get to the, deep in the playoffs or even get to a Super Bowl with Haslam as the owner. Hmm. Um, I think the only answer is that he sells the team. Otherwise, we're just going to be on this hamster wheel. Billy, you thank, thank you. Appreciate it. I don't know. We've been through ownership changes before, too. The, I, the, I the one thing I'll say, I think that there's a little continuity now. I personally then when hope, he first started? Yeah, I personally yeah. hope it continues. Again, I, I think Kevin Stefanski can be a very good head coach in the NFL. And, you know, everybody's praising Mike McDaniel. And Kevin can't call plays, right, and run everything else. Well, McDaniel Jeff, does. I hate to cut you off. We now go live to Berea for Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Uh, like we talked about yesterday, uh, disappointed. You know, games get away from you in the, in the NFL when you don't perform at your best, especially on the road, especially versus a good football team. And, uh, you know, the game got away uh, towards the end of that uh, first half. They were able to double dip. And then, uh, you know, we – just didn't do enough things offensively, defensively, special teams uh, to, to stay in that game. So ultimately, extremely disappointing. Um, we, we have to play better. We have to coach better. Uh, we got to own that one uh, together. But with that, I'll take any questions. Thank you, Coach. The first one will be from Scott Patrick. So, Kevin, how surprised were you by that performance, given the fact that you're coming off the big win against the Bengals and the bye week? Yeah, I, I think – you go into every game, Scott, confident, and, and, you know, you watch your team practice, and, of course, I expected us to play better. Um, we didn't. Um, I give them credit. They, they played better than us, for sure. They coached better than us, for sure. Uh, but, you know, whether we're coming off a week's rest, two weeks rest, no week's rest doesn't, doesn't really matter. And, and looking back at that week of preparation now, was there anything missing, anything that stood out that said, hey, this might be coming? No. Thank you, Scott. Next is Tom Withers. Thanks, Rob. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Um, I know that was unacceptable to you guys on so many levels, as hard as you work over there. In terms of the defense and the scheme, and I know you're down your top three linebackers, um, does this cause another, because they were able to run the ball so successfully again yesterday, Kevin, does this make you reevaluate scheme? I think you reevaluate everything uh, week to week, Tom, and especially like you mentioned, I mean, we didn't get, didn't play well enough uh, against the run game. So you have to look at everything. You have to look at, uh, you know, schematically, what are we doing uh, personnel wise? Um, and you just, you do that every week. Um, so we got to get it fixed. Uh, and, and, and I know there's been at different times this year, uh, it was, has been different things. Uh, but that's the consistency that we're searching for that we have to find in order to play good defense, in order to play a good team game. You, you got to play uh, consistently on all three sides of the ball. So it's always going to be something that we're looking to to address. And in terms of injuries, can you give us any update on uh, Wyatt, Jack, uh, 
Um, Jedrick, anybody up front there that was dealing with stuff yesterday? Yeah, nothing, uh, no no major updates on all those guys. Uh, I think everybody's kind of day-to-day, uh, and, and I expect them to uh, get better throughout this week. Thank you, Tom. Let's go to Cam Justice. Kevin, back to the defense, you talked about the consistency, and it has seemed like there have been times where some of the issues are different, but also some of those reoccurring tackling gap integrity, things like that. Have you been able to pinpoint those things when you go back and watch the tape? And why do you think it's been so difficult to iron out? Yeah, Cam, I, I think you're, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, tackling, you got it. We have to always have to be better. Uh, it's, it's tackling sometimes is technique. Sometimes it's getting 11 people around the ball and then gap integrity. Every defense uh, that is played, you know, don't care man zone, 3D, 2D, you have gap integrity and you got to stay true to that. Uh, you know, so we, we got to work hard to make sure that we're where we need to be. And then we got to make sure we're giving our guys a, a plan that they can go out and execute and play fast. Um, we've done it at times. Uh, so much of run defense is when you're playing fast and you're playing physical. Uh, certainly I've seen that at times, but we just did not do that uh, yesterday and got to do it more consistently. I know you said you don't really look too much into the energy of, you know, the guys in the locker room, things like that, as a factor of how you guys played a game. But is there still a concerted effort to try to create, like, a culture that doesn't allow frustrations to start to boil over when seasons start like this and maybe don't go your way? Yeah, I think that's, you know, I think every team, Cam, every locker room, uh, as you know, after a win, it's it's there, there's a – a lot of joy and, and guys are excited those type of things after a loss it's, it's ultimately just about disappointment so uh, I, I kind of know that locker room I know the leadership that we have on this team I know they're disappointed um, but we got to control what we can control right now which is own this one learn from it move on and then find a way next week thank you Cam we'll go to Daryl Ryder yeah, Coach, question about the offensive line. Obviously, a tough day for them uh, in the trenches. Uh, is, you know, the, the the impact of the loss of Wyatt Teller? And then also, did Jed Wills get banged up, or did you just decide to kind of give him a break with the game out of hand? Yeah, he, he uh, I think, just rolled his ankle. Um, but, yeah, listen, again, I'll give credit to Miami. They, they rushed well. They rushed uh, the passer well. They were stout against the run. Uh, we didn't play as well as we have. I mean, that's the truth. Um, our guys have performed at a high level uh, all, all year, and, and we did not yesterday. Again, I look inward and, and wonder what I can do better for those guys, what we can do better to give them uh, a plan and, and the run in the past game that, that they can play better. That, that's really what I'm looking for. And you guys had another strong start offensively with the the script that you put together. Um, that's been pretty successful for you this season with, uh, you know, starting fast with nice long drives and, and getting points on the board early. My question is, have you been able to kind of figure out maybe what, what's happening later in games, why that success, uh, you know, I know there's ebbs and flows with things, but you're not as successful maybe later in games than when you're on script, so to speak. Yeah, I think that game in particular was a little different in that it got to three scores there uh, soon into that uh, second half. You know, we, we do script into the second half as well. Uh, so that's something that, that we do. Um, you know, first 15, I, I think you see around the league, 
you go over it at night, you walk through it. So it's typically guys have a very good understanding of, of early uh, plays. And then really the work you put in throughout the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, should should be enough to execute throughout the game. Uh, so I, I try not to think of it as, as uh, really once we get off that script, we really need to still perform at a high level, both offense and defense. Thank you, Daryl. Mary Kay Cabot has her next question. Uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, just wondering, it looked like um, Miles and Jadavian both, um, you know, they were feeling healthier heading into this game, but they both played about maybe 60% of the snaps, I think about 44 snaps each. So uh, first of all, just wondering, you know, kind of what that was all about. And then um, when you talked yesterday about, you know, it's up to us, or maybe we didn't give them the right plans, or maybe we need to give them better plans. I was just wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, so, so we wanted to, in that heat, Mary Kay, just wanted to make sure we were rolling and ro rotating on the defensive line uh, as much as you could uh, with that heat. So that was really the, the plan. Um, when I'm talking about uh, the plan, uh, you know, game plan, and anytime you go down and, and you get the result that you got and, and you fall short in, in any way, you always are, try to be introspective and sit down and look and say, what could we have done differently? I think that's so important. So that's what today is about conversations with all of our coaches. All right, you do it over again. What plays wouldn't you run? What would you get to? What personnel groupings might you get to? And you, and that's where I think you have to give credit to the other team. They have a game plan as well. Um, they did a nice job. We had a couple things that, that we tried, didn't work. And then you pivot to the next thing and then you just got to find some answers. And Mary Kay, wanted to check in and see if you had a follow-up with the background noise. Appreciate you muting there. Um, no, I mean, I guess I was just wondering, you know, it seems like Joe Woods is taking so much heat out in the, uh, you know, on social media and everything. And you didn't specifically, I, I mean, I just want to clarify, you didn't specifically mean that they, that he needed to come up with a better defensive game plan, right? Or I would tell you, every coach, you know, myself, we all need to come up with a better plan. Uh, when you get beat like we got beat. Um, you know, I don't think any of us coached well enough. I don't think any of us played well enough when you get that result. That's the truth. So all, all of us need to do better. Thanks, Mary Kay. Next up, Matt Fontana. Yeah, Kevin, I know you were asked about this yesterday after the game, but after the, the rewatch, are you at all concerned with the effort on some plays? There are some specific ones where guys just seem to give up on a play. Uh, are you at all concerned with the effort uh, from your team? No, you know, I think the guys are playing hard. I think there's definitely going to be moments in, in games and in warm games where guys' tanks are running low. That's why we tried to rotate guys as much as we did. Um, we got to clean up a lot of things uh, in order to play good football on the road. That's just the truth. And then a lot, kind of to Mary Kay's question, there's been a lot on Joe Woods. There's a lot of the players. Like, how hard is that when you when you are fighting consistency issues when it's not just one singular problem, uh, specifically on the defense, that, that seems to arise? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – we have to play better. we got to play better offense, defense, special teams. Uh, again, when you go down and you get the result that you got, nothing's good enough. It's just the truth. So – uh, are people going to be critical of that? Yeah, they should be. That's what being a fan is. You know, that's what we're trying to be, uh, you know, self-critical because we have to play better. We have to coach better. Um, we understand that. Thank you, Matt. Nate Ulrich, go ahead. Hey, Kevin. So with Wyatt Teller, would you put him in that 
day-to-day category and you know did he is he kind of suffer a new injury or is just aggravating the old one yeah i hesitate he just wasn't feeling like he was uh, you know at a percentage where he could help us you know he was battling he, he uh, could have gone back in there but i just didn't feel like where he was with that injury so it wasn't like he re-aggravated it's not a new injury i'm just going to continue to work through it Thanks, Nate. Let's go to Scott Patrick. Hey, Kevin, when you talk about searching for consistency, I would think that that would be evident in the fact that you haven't won two in a row this season as well. Um, do you see any intangible reasons for that, whether it's guys get complacent after a win or the preparation level drops, something you can point your finger at? I really don't, Scott. Um, again, <laughs> sometimes it's real simple. You just have, we have to play better. We got to coach better. We uh, we've done it at times. That is the frustrating part, as you can imagine. Um, and you got to you know you got to do it consistently in game. You got to be play solid football for sixty minutes. You get, and then you got to build on that. When you do it, you got to do it for you know games in a row. To your point, but uh, I, I don't. There's not one uh, you know one obvious answer. I just think we got to all uh, do our job a little bit better. And then I know you've been talking about the run defense, but how how much of a factor was the inability to get off blocks at the line of scrimmage that led to some of the big holes that they had? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're playing good, sound run defense like we have, you're penetrating, you're getting off blocks, you're tackling as a team. It's it's you're playing good gap control. I mean, uh, and then when the other team is, is doing a nice job in their schemes, and they're going to have a few. We just uh, it, it was it was a few things. Uh, it was couple things on a couple plays so sometimes it was tackling sometimes it was gap integrity sometimes it was getting off blocks uh, but again when, when you're going to play good run defense you got to do those things all the time thank you scott next up tony grossi kevin kevin uh could you clarify delta not starting and if it was disciplined what could possibly merit one play off the field yeah i'll just say that was a team issue was it an equipment issue? Was he not ready to go out there or what? No, just the team issue, Tony. Are you disappointed that you would have to do that with him? Yeah, I, as you can imagine, I keep all those type of things uh, within the team. Thanks, Tony. Let's go to Mark Schwab. Hey, Kevin, uh, with Deshaun eligible to come back to practice this week, what will that look like for you guys? Obviously, you're going to ramp him up, but also Jacoby needs yeah, you know, that's the next step for Deshaun is getting out there and being able to practice. Uh, we as coaches can be out there with him now and, and work with him, which we haven't been able to do. So we'll have a plan for him to start getting ready. Uh, but to your point, uh, you know, Jacoby is, 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 is the number one priority in getting him ready to play in this game. So whatever we do with Deshaun uh, won't take away from Jacoby's preparation. Can that be a morale boost? For guys or or no because they're pros and they always go about it the same way yeah you know i think everybody kind of understands the, the situation uh, that we're in uh, the guys understand deshaun and, and being a great teammate he's gonna get his work in jacoby's gonna do the same so uh i don't see it in in that vein but i just see it as the next step for uh deshaun uh, being able to practice all right we'll take one more question will be from jeff chanel Hey, Kevin, you always talk about in-game adjustments rather than 
just halftime adjustments. So what did you guys try to do when it, they were stopping the run so well? What did you try to do to counter what they were doing? Yeah, a few few different things. Uh, Jeff didn't do anything well enough, though, to, to play consistent football and score enough points. But um, you're always searching for a run type, a personnel that might give you an advantage uh, in the run game. And, and it just it did not, uh, to their credit, it did not happen yesterday. We, uh, we didn't have the explosives that we're used to in that run game. Uh, and then consequently, we were playing behind the sticks too often. But uh, it's it's always when, when you're talking about you, know, you got to score more points than we scored. And it's, it's never one thing. Uh, it's, it's a play here. It's a play here on third down uh, that sometimes can, can get that going. You know, we un, un, very uncharacteristic turn the ball over, you know, on the 12th play of our second drive. Um, you know, that, that's where this game, you just don't know the plays that are going to uh, ultimately turn it. Uh, but there were plenty of opportunities for us to, to play good football. And we just didn't do it enough yesterday. Thank you, Jeff. Coach, appreciate the time today. Hey, thank you. There you have it. <clears throat> Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Um, press conference brought to you by Nissan of North Homestead, 990 Nissan in Sheffield Village. Shop online at bignissan.com. Uh, Jeff, should I dare ask, what'd you get out of this? I think we have all heard too much of we have to coach better, we have to play better. I don't know what more he can say there, though. Do you? Yeah, I. Without pointing fingers. Yeah, without pointing fingers. I I get it. I don't know. It's like in the end, you just one time, just one time you want to hear him say, again, I'm not, I mean, he's the coach. He knows what he's doing. I I just, I wonder when you get a question like you did at the end, where, what adjustments did you make? I don't know that that, when a game's over, I don't know if it's horrible for him to explain it and hold guys accountable sometimes in the open. I don't know that. The, I, I mean, I understand the whole we keep it in internal. I get all that. But is it that difficult for him to even just say something like, well, we decided that, you know, we wanted to put another guy in the box or we wanted to put two guys in the box to try to stop the run or we just just even just some sort of insight into that there actually was an adjustment. Because I think when he answers questions like that and doesn't give you an answer, it makes you wonder, did they make an adjustment at all? Did they try to make an adjustment at all? And so when you listen, you're like, okay, I want to trust you, man. I want to trust you. But I watched that game yesterday, and you didn't really do a whole lot of things right on defense. So when you get a fair question like what was the adjustment, maybe sometimes you're better off answering it because, I I don't know, because you might get the trust of the fans and the media to think, you know what, this guy really does know what he's doing. Because right now the image of Kevin Stefanski is guy who stands on the sidelines with a card over his face. And when you don't see wins, if the Browns were winning, we'd be like, oh, my God, that's great, man. That's awesome. No one knows his emotion. This is unbelievable. We've got the greatest coach ever. They're able to win, and no one knows what he's going to do next. He's a magician. He's awesome. Problem is when you're losing, people are looking for reasons why you lost. And so they think you're a coach with no personality. You're a coach that says the same things over and over. And your fans don't trust you anymore. They don't. And you had probably the best head start of any coach that we've seen since 1999. These are fans that pay a ton of money to go see the games. Now, I don't, you shouldn't have an expectation of winning, losing 
You should just be entertained, I guess is the way it goes. And I like Kevin, and you know that. And Jeff, you like him too, but sometimes just answering a question can maybe simmer things down a little bit. And I'm not saying go back and destroy your your locker room. But to say, you know what, we were going to go a little bit more prevent here. Or we, You know, we made a couple bad calls. We thought they were going to run the ball, and they passed it. And, you know, that's on me. Like, I don't have a problem with him saying that's on me. Hey, you know what, we were aggressive, and we wanted to blitz in this situation, and we didn't. And or this didn't work. Tell us one of your faults, because hearing the same thing over and over and making it sound like you don't think you have any faults doesn't reflect the record that this team has right now. And I think it frustrates fans. I think anything that honestly, anything that Kevin is going to say after yesterday's game, after losing five of the last six games is going to frustrate fans frustrate fans aren't we looking for some kind of change to believe that they can win the next game yeah i i think so i mean, does it crush him to say hey we should have done this we made a mistake no, I, I andy i can't argue with you on that it just and i'm not gonna be mad is, if they the say it's so frustrating because everybody thought it would be be a solid team this year and i'm i'm not i don't think anybody thought it was going to be a great team i thought it could win 10 games and have a chance might, might win you know might win six I remember us talking about that. Mm-hmm. You know what? If, what if? What if they go six and eleven? You know, and that's where they might be right now. I don't know. I'm looking for something positive, and we know we'll probably find something positive with Tyvis Powell when he joins us at one o'clock, because he is sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops. I love talking to him because he's got the perspective of a player who's got to go to work every day and try to figure out how to get better. And that's why we'll talk to Tyvis next. He's our partner on uh, post game. Halftime sometimes and pregame. And so that's what we'll do. We'll bring in Tyvis Paul next right here. Baskin and Phelps, 216-578-0092. Browns, Therapy, Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 